while you're doing some last-minute holiday shopping, we're going to be talking about forum shopping. Our reporters ran the numbers and found out Republican attorneys general are getting really good at forum shopping. We explain how and what this means. Hello, you're listening to On the Merits, the weekly legal news podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. So as I mentioned at the top, we're going to be talking about the dark art of forum shopping. This is, of course, where lawyers file a suit in a specific venue or before a specific judge because they think it will give their client an advantage. Love it or hate it, it's been a standard practice in litigation since time immemorial. But now attorneys general are getting really sophisticated with it, and specifically Republican attorneys general who are suing the Biden administration. Bloomberg Law reporters Lydia Wheeler and Madison Alder dug through the data and found that a hugely disproportionate number of these suits against the administration are getting filed in remote areas before judges who have a penchant for issuing nationwide injunctions. Coincidence? Maybe not. They also spoke to one of these judges, Terry Doty of the Western District of Louisiana, and asked him how he feels about his reputation as a GOP-friendly judge. The answer is not great. For my conversation with Lydia and Maddie, I started off by asking Lydia about what forum shopping really is and how it works. Forum shopping is when a litigant looks to file their lawsuit in the trial court that's going to most likely rule in their favor. The party bringing forth litigation can't just sue anywhere. Um, Generally, they have to sue in the district court where they live or do business or where the events that led to this litigation occurred. But that could still provide a lot of options. And when we're talking about state attorneys general teaming up to take on the Biden administration, um, they could have a lot of options because if there's say, a half dozen or a dozen or dozens of states involved in the litigation, that means that they can file in any state that's a party to that lawsuit. Right. And that's one of the things that kind of surprised me about your story is that I, I guess, incorrectly assumed that if you're suing a federal agency or you're suing the Biden administration over something it did, you would sue in D.C. because that's where the the Biden, you know, the federal government is located. But that's not the case at all, it sounds like. Not the case. And though some statutes, if you're challenging a certain like agency regulation by statute, uh, th- that that might require you to file specifically in a certain, um, actually skip the, the district court and go straight to an appeals court. And often it's the D.C. Circuit. But that would have to be, uh, like I said, stipulated by a statute. But but oftentimes you start at the district court. And most, most often you start in the district court. And that can be any district court in any state that's a party to the lawsuit. All right. So let's get into your story specifically here. It sounds like you ran the data and it Uh, you found that Republican attorney general are filing a really large number of suits against the Biden administration in like a handful of courts and maybe even just one specific court. What's going on? What did you find here? So we found that of the 45 cases that Republicans attorney or Republican attorneys general have filed against the Biden administration, nine of those or 20 percent were filed in the Western District of Louisiana, which is the most of any district court um, in in the country. Five of those cases, of those ones that went to the Western District, went to Judge Doty, making him the the judge that's heard the most of of these lawsuits under, under Biden. Several of those were in Monroe, which is the court where um, Doty gets, uh, you know, anywhere between 80 to 100 percent of the cases during the Biden administration. There's been several different case assignment orders. We're basically finding that that 
the Western District of Louisiana is becoming kind of a, a hotspot for uh, these these filings in kind of a, a new way compared to the Obama administration, the, you know, the last time Republicans were filing these suits uh, against a, a Democratic president. And let's briefly talk about Monroe, Louisiana. Um, you know, it's not exactly a huge metropolitan area. Uh, can you, you know, tell me about what this part of the country is like? I mean, I get the sense that this is a pretty unlikely place for a ton of, you know, really important litigation to be happening. That's right. So Monroe is kind of the urban center of what is a rural farming parish in Louisiana. Um, the courthouse sits in a downtown where there are a lot of vacant storefronts, um, like a, lo- a lot of struggling small towns in America. And it's was a it, the courthouse itself actually up until recently doubled as the federal post office. Um, so the court is actually right now going through some renovation work uh, to kind of build a new courtroom and um, kind of get rid of where the post office was on the first floor. But I think as you guys lay out really nicely in your story, like there's, it seems almost impossible that this could be a coincidence, that this one courthouse could be getting all these cases coincidentally. So clearly Republican attorneys general are going to Judge Doty on purpose. Why are they doing that? And tell me a little bit about his reaction to that. You know, is is he someone who these attorneys generals see as a rubber stamp almost? So for starters, I would say that the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana is the place where Republicans can virtually guarantee that their lawsuit will fall to a Republican-appointed judge. So that's why they're targeting that specific district court. Now, Judge Terry Doty is a Trump appointee. Um, He was unanimously confirmed by the Senate in 2018. uh, But he's just one judge in a division um, within this district court. And uh, what's really interesting here is that Republicans seem to almost stumble upon him and then seek him out specifically. They got him actually first when they teamed up to challenge Biden's uh, moratorium on new oil and gas uh, drilling leases on federal lands. And that was in March in 2021. Um, That case was filed in the Western District's Lake Charles Division. And in that courthouse, Judge Doty is only assigned 10% of cases. So they kind of got him by accident. Um, And then they got a favorable ruling from him. He issued a preliminary injunction to um, lift that moratorium. And then after that, you know, Republican attorneys general decided to file lawsuits challenging the Biden administration's uh, COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers in the Monroe division specifically, where at that time, Judge Doty was hearing 100% of civil cases that were filed there. So there was a guarantee that by filing in the Monroe division that they were going to get Doty. And then in that case, uh, Judge Doty issued a nationwide injunction blocking uh, the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers nationwide. And then after that, they went back to him again, filed the lawsuit in Monroe, this time challenging uh, Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for Head Start teachers. And in that case, he also issued a preliminary injunction. But in this one, he actually limited it to just the states that had sued. So, you know, as you mentioned, you spoke with Judge Doty in his chambers about this. And I get the sense he doesn't really want to be known as someone who will give uh, injunction to any Republican that comes into his court. You know, I would imagine no judge wants to be known uh, like that. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, his feelings on this, about his the reputation that he's 
been tagged with. That's right. So, you know, I mentioned I went to Monroe, Louisiana. I sat down with Judge Doty in his chambers in Monroe. Um, and, you know, he said that he knows that litigants forum shop it's just something that they do. And he knows that the media highlights the fact that he's a Trump appointee, you know, but he said repeatedly to me over and over again that, you know, he's not political. And it's not like he's issuing these decisions to get back at the Biden administration. That's not his MO. And um, he actually, you know, seemed to express some concerns that his rulings do look political. You know, he said, actually, you know, that when he's specifically when he's issuing nationwide injunctions, he does worry that, you know, that his decisions will be perceived as political. So Maddie, let's uh, focus on the political aspect of this. And I wanted to turn to you because I just get the sense that this is something that Republicans are doing a lot and maybe are, are a strategy they've latched onto. Why aren't Democrats doing this? It seems like this is something that Democrats could do as well. What's what, Why is only one side kind of forum shopping in this way? So I would I would tweak that premise a little bit. Democrats do this too. Um, forum shopping is definitely something that uh, Republican attorneys general and Democratic attorneys general have done. Um, right now, obviously, because Biden is president, Republican attorneys general are challenging those uh, administration's policies, and and Democrats did this in a big way under under Trump. We saw quite a few multi-state lawsuits filed against the Trump administration. The places that Democrats most commonly file are the Northern District of California um, and the Southern District of New York when they file in a district court first. And I think the main difference here is, is just the frequency of which judges hear these cases. Um, that's what really differentiates what we saw under the Trump administration and now under the Biden administration. What can kind of drive that um, might be, you know, the the transparency of these orders, um, the the size of the court, how many judges that they do have there. One thing Republicans and Democrats actually do have in common with uh, how they file these lawsuits is they're both very good at getting judges that were appointed by a president of the same party to hear their lawsuit. Um, whether or not it's the same judge hearing cases over and over again uh, or different judges, that that is kind of what differentiates them. But they're both very good at getting judges appointed by presidents of the same party to to hear their cases. That's right. And I would just add in here that when we spoke with, you know, legal scholars, they said that, you know, what's different from past administrations, because like Maddie said, you know, both parties do this, is just that it's becoming the the way that state attorneys general, specifically Republicans, are forum shopping has just become a little bit more sophisticated. So it's almost like they're upping the game a little bit. So Lydia, I wanted to take a step back here and uh, think about this from a different angle. Is this bad? Is this a problem? Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure if you're uh, Joe Biden, you're a little annoyed by this. But I'm sure, you know, Donald Trump was annoyed by this back when he was president. Is this a bad thing? Or is this just attorneys being really good at advocating for their clients? I think it depends on who you talk to as to whether it's good or bad. Um, you know, judges would say, that it's bad. You know, Judge Doty specifically said if there's one judge that keeps issuing nationwide injunctions, you know, that can often lead to forum shopping because then that party will continuously go back to that person. 
Attorneys, when you talk to them, you know, even some that think that this isn't great, still say that they have a duty um, to try to get the best outcome for their client and that, you know, they're just using the system as it's designed in order to achieve that goal. And so they're like, hey, you know, we're just doing what we can do. Opponents, on the other hand, you know, judges specifically, I think, are get annoyed with this. Um, you know, they say that forum shopping makes the judiciary look really political, um, especially when you know litigants are you know seeking out certain judges um, because they were uh, appointed by either a Democrat or a Republican. And finally, you know, I get that attorneys are saying this is the system. You know, we're just trying to advocate for our, our clients. Uh, based on the system that exists. What if we change the system? You know, you guys talked to a former federal judge, Greg Costa, who proposed a solution that could maybe, you know, eliminate this kind of perception of unfairness. What did he say? And, and how would his solution work? So Costa, who recently left the Fifth Circuit to return to private practice, supports this idea of cases seeking nationwide injunctions being heard by three judge panels instead of a single district judge. This would essentially be three people looking at something instead of just one person, but it would also get away from the idea that people can not only forum shop, but judge shop, that if you have one of these single judge divisions or a division that has a judge hearing the majority of the cases, even if you went there, you wouldn't actually be guaranteed that that one judge was going to be the one hearing your case. You would essentially get a larger variety of um, of perspectives that, that you had no control over. Yeah, it's unclear if Congress has the appetite to do anything with this sort of a proposal. Um, but, you know, it, like Maddie said, it would eliminate kind of when people are challenging, you know, the White House and federal policies that impact everyone across the country, it would limit the ability to forum shop and judge shop for sure. All right. Well, that was uh, Lydia Wheeler and Maddie Alder talking about uh, judge shopping, forum shopping, and uh, a lot of other stuff. All right. Thanks, uh, you guys, so much for talking. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And that'll do it for today's episode of On the Merits. It was produced by myself, David Schultz. Our editor is Andrew Satter, and our executive producer is Josh Block. Visit our website if you want to read our full coverage. It's news.bloomberglaw.com. That website, once again, is news.bloomberglaw.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you after the holidays. An individual's race should not be used to help him or harm him in his life's endeavors. A pair of lawsuits has made its way to the Supreme Court, and the decision could dramatically change just who gets into which college. Bloom is effectively using the Asian community as pawns. Every lawsuit needs a villain. To mask an anti-Black and anti-Latino agenda. Does this demoralize me? No, it doesn't demoralize me. This season on Uncommon Law, we'll explore the arguments and the people driving this latest battle over affirmative action. Can the Constitution be used to remedy society's ills? I'm the only person in class who has to raise my hand and say, okay, well, actually, here's how this affects people that look like me. Does the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause prohibit all discrimination based on race? You let somebody in because of their race, you're keeping somebody else out because of their race. There might have been two or three Latinos, including me. And so somehow that's too much, somehow that goes too far. It's hard not to take that very personally. Coming October 25th.
part one of a three-part series on affirmative action. What's being decided is whether black and brown people are going to be excluded in significant numbers. Only on Uncommon Law from Bloomberg Industry Group.